For the first time in the history of the Game Time Guru podcast, I choked up on an interview. You know what? I don't care. I'm not going to edit it out. You're going to see it. And while it may be somewhat embarrassing for me, I really don't care because it's part of the interview. And you'll see why. You're going to listen to this interview and you're going to hear this unbelievably inspirational and motivational story from our unbelievable guest. I cannot wait for you guys to listen to this. I'm serious. So stop what you're doing right now. Tune in. This is the Game Time Guru. So what time is it? Game Time Boom! If you're sick of the mainstream sports outlets, well, so was I. So I started my own show. I'm Shane Larson, and this is the Game Time Guru. It's different than other talk shows. I'm providing a panoramic view on sports so you can see them through a different lens. So buckle up and let's go. What's up, everyone? Welcome out to the Game Time Guru Podcast. I am your host, Shane Larson. This week, just like all the other weeks, we are bringing on a phenomenal guest to share their unbelievable story. And before we get started today, I got to make sure you guys know where to find me. I would really appreciate it, guys, if you subscribe to my podcast. Make sure you hit the subscribe button on any podcast platform that you're following on. And hey, if you're on iTunes, Apple Podcasts with an iPhone, hey, leave me a review if you got a chance. Now, listen up. We have been doing this podcast for three years now. And with every single guest we bring on, we try our hardest, our very, very hardest to show how sports you know, help you in your life with the skill sets that you acquire. And we have people sharing their unbelievable stories from sports and then how that's actually helped them in their life. And today, we have a really, really inspirational story. Boone Bartlemay joins me here on the podcast. Boone, thank you so much for joining the show. Yeah, good to be here. So Thanks for having guys, me on. Yeah, you're, you're very welcome, man. So just... We're going to allow Boone to kind of t- tell his story through this show, but just so you guys know, he's a local uh, guy here in, in the Treasure Valley of Idaho. So if you're not from here, you know, he's, he's a local guy, pretty well known in the, in the media here, and we're going to share why. But um, we're going to talk about his story, his background in sports, kind of what, you know, he's gone through in sports and what he's doing now, uh, the things he's learned and the things he's overcome and the things that he's doing now. So it's actually a really, really cool story. So Boone, let's, let's first start out with talking about your sports background when you were a child, right? When you were, when mm-hmm. you were younger, when did you get introduced into the sport of football? And, and were there any other sports that you, you know, competed in at a young age? Oh, yeah. I, so I was, a, I was just your, like, classic do-it-all, try-it-all kid. I mean, I was, I was always weird. My parents always uh, were, would get mad at me and stuff, even from, you know, three, four, or five years old because they would go out for Christmas and buy me all kinds of toys and, and remote-control cars, and then they'd look out, back and I'd just be throwing a baseball up and down in the in the backyard to myself and they're like why are we getting you all this stuff if you just want to play with baseballs and basketballs so that, that drove them crazy and I was like that from a young age and I took sports very serious from a young age like uh just I was always way more into it and understanding and knowledgeable about the game than kind of the you know especially in those younger ages than the other kids and I was just always way more into it and so I don't know. I, I started playing sports as soon as I could, you know, played baseball, ton of baseball growing up, football, basketball, uh, rodeo. I mean, just anything and everything you could. I, I was, I was in there doing it, playing it and having a good time learning all kinds of things. And, uh, so yeah, sports have always been a part of my life. You, you mentioned rodeo. Did you just say rodeo? Talk yes, to us about yes. that a little bit. Let's elaborate that. That's the first time <laughs> we've heard that on the show. So you've been playing baseball. Right. You kind of had all the traditional quote unquote sports, but yep. rodeo. So talk to us about rodeo. Rodeo, man. Rodeo. It's a, uh, it, one of the funnest things 
you'll ever do it and it's it's kind of a tough thing to get into I, I grew up around it both my parents they met at Boise State uh on the rodeo team and so my sister my, my whole family's just rodeoed ever since I was little you know it's two years old get thrown up on a horse but yeah it, it's a great sport it's a it, it I don't know it's just a blast it's hard to explain to people that don't know they don't have that feeling but uh it, it's fun it's a lot of hard work just, I mean, just, just like any other sport, you know, just, uh, not a lot of people get to hear about it. And I, I did that. I'd kind of got into it later, um, than the rest of my family. Like I grew up and, you know, I was playing baseball a lot. And so I didn't have much time. My dad just kind of hung out with me. My sister was more of the rodeo person and I didn't get into it until probably seventh or eighth grade. <laughs> and I, so I'm going to sound cocky, but, uh, I, uh, always just been pretty natural at picking things up and so my sister she'd rodeoed for since she was little and little and I came in my first year in eighth grade and uh made it to nationals in the team roping and it, I made it I was like I think me and my partner were like 17th in the nation in that first year rodeo and but yeah it, it's a blast man that's so crazy you know why I say that is because like I grew up playing sports my whole life but I'm actually something that people probably don't know about me until right now I'm terrified of horses. Okay. So like horses freak me out. And my wife, she grew up, you know, with horses. So she always rode them her entire life and stuff. So when we go and visit her family, we always have to go and, you know, see the horses and they freak oh, yeah. me out. So like, I, I commend anybody who's into rodeo and can like, you know, they use it. I love animals. I don't like, I'm not mad at them by any means. I love them. Um, I like them more than people most of the time, but it's like, I'm terrified of horses just because I never know you're, they're just massive. Yeah. They're massive creatures, and the fact that you, yeah. you know, did that—that's awesome, man. I did not know that piece of it, so that's cool. This is why we yeah. have the show, man. Sharing that information now, you know. So you—you you obviously you were an athlete in all forms and you know facets because you're doing traditional sports, you're doing rodeo, you're a natural at it, right? So you're you're picking this stuff up now. What would you say your your best sport was like? Where did you perform the best at, or were you pretty much equal across the board? Because you're a pretty good athlete. Man, yeah, that's a tough one. I, I uh, it's hard to answer for me. Like, as I don't, I don't know. I don't want to come off like a little cocky son of a gun, but you know, I, I was just always very good. I was very good at, uh, I don't know, just kind of naturally gifted. And you know, my friends always joke with me that you know they hated me but they loved me. And I, I mean, so like, what was my sophomore year of high school? I'd never done track a day in my life, and I went in did track for one year, won two state championships and, and like, I don't know, placed fourth in the high jump two or something. And like came in and broke a couple state records and like, so I don't know, man, I, I, I would say probably baseball is what I had the most passion for, for the mo longest period of time. Um, and that was probably where I excelled in my sports career the most over a lengthwise of time. But I mean, once I got into rodeo, I, I started, hammering away at it and was kind of carving my way and getting getting up there into some better competition and but yeah I don't know I, can, I can't answer that fully it just I, I feel like I was a pretty well-versed athlete all around that's crazy we call them all-purpose athletes APA all-purpose athletes you you had it all man that's awesome just real quick to touch base on that too Boone you know, obviously, I think some of it comes naturally if you're if you have that passion and that drive. But as you get older, you get into the high school realm too. like you're, you're doing these sports to be able to consistently compete at that level. It takes a lot of work. So what was what was your you know, your workouts? What was your practicing like when you got it to the you know, when, as you started getting older and you started getting into the, to the high school realm? 
how did you continue to, to perform, perform at a, at a high level like that? Yeah. That, so in high school, I played baseball my freshman year. And then, so that year I was doing baseball and rodeo at the same time. And that's when I kind of figured out that, you know, once you get into that higher level, it's a, a lot tougher to kind of be very competitive in two different things at the same time. And that's when I figured that out. Cause I was trying to do both, you know, and school and uh, it kicked my butt there for a while. And so then I decided my sophomore year that I was just going to rodeo that next year. Well, and then I ended up doing track. So yeah, I guess I, I, that didn't make a lot of sense, but uh, it, it, you know, it definitely, you just gotta be self-motivated to get out there and put in the work and want it more than anybody else. You know, if you want to be competitive at a high level, you have to understand that, you know, there's kids on the other team that they're putting in the work and you have to be willing to outwork them if you want to stay at an elite level and, and be competitive, highly competitive. Totally, man. Totally. And we see that a lot, like through, especially high school sports, when you see these, you know, young youth sports phenoms that are really good through like, I'll use the treasure Valley terminology, like optimist football is pretty popular around here in the treasure Valley. And yeah. for anyone listening, that's kind of like the peewee level, like that's whatever you want to call it. It's the youth football level up until about the last year of middle school uh, for most, most kids. So they play through about, you know, they got flag football for a couple of years and they got about four years of tackle football for this thing we call optimist football. Um, and so you'll see a lot of guys that go through optimist football, for instance, and they're, they're phenoms. But as soon as they get into that, you know, eighth, ninth grade level where they're starting to hit the weights a little bit and they're starting to see now you got more competition coming in from all across the valley into the school and, and stuff like that. That's when the real work comes in because you see the difference between natural ability and then the, those who have the natural ability as well as the work ethic uh, is when they get into that next level. And so you were you were putting it all in, man. You had the natural ability, but you were putting the work in. You were doing all these sports and competing at each one of them at a very, very high level. You got into football, and you went to a local high school, CUNA High School, correct? Yep. All right, so what position did you play in football? Well, so, I mean, throwing it back to Optimus, like you were saying, you know, I was uh, – I, I would say I was that kid that excelled highly in my Optimus career, you know? He uh, – <laughs> Just, I played everything then, you know, of course, when you're young, you play anywhere and everywhere that you got to. Right. And then uh, I, I took a break. I didn't play my seventh grade year, played my eighth grade year, and then I didn't play again until my junior year of high school. And uh, so I, when I was in high school, I was playing wide receiver because I was just, I mean, I was fast and pretty tall and so perfect fit and could catch a ball. So they stuck me there and I, I, uh, that's where I played all my high school career. For sure, man. Well, so you're for one year. You're at the wide receiver position. And this is where I want everyone to pay attention. You know, if, if you're listening to this right now, I need you to stop and pay attention. This is this is like the, the conversation where, you know, Boone's excelling. He's excelling in all these sports. And, you know, sometimes things are out of your control, right? And in, in the sports world, things happen. And it's 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 a difficult thing to, to have happen. And, you know, your high school, I remember at CUNA, was that not the year where you guys kind of like surprised some people, right? Because yeah, you guys kind of, you had a new coach coming in and the system was getting changed up a little bit and you guys were, the culture was changing. Talk to us about that year, you know, up until the state playoffs. So t talk to us about that season and what the expectations were and what you guys actually accomplished up until the state playoffs. Yeah. So CUNA before then was not what you would consider a competitive football team in the Valley. 
uh, very much. And so Lee Leslie, a head coach, he came in, I, I believe he came in my sophomore year and kind of started getting some traction, flipping the program around. We, we had our first winning, winning season in, I, I don't remember, like 10 years or something, long time. Uh, my sophomore year. So then our junior year, yeah, we, uh, I came out and played and we uh, had a really good season. Is, I mean, we were winning games, winning games against big teams that uh, nobody would have expected us to. And we were doing really good. Made, a, made the state playoffs for the first time in a long time and had some traction going for us for sure. Yeah, see, just so you guys know, and, and it, Coach Leslie's going to – so I work with two of Coach Leslie's sons at my, in my uh, full-time job. And um, I actually worked with Coach Leslie at a different company back when – right before he took the job at CUNA High School. For anybody who's listening, Coach Leslie is well-known for being able to come into a program and get that program to, an ex to excel, but not taking a lot of time to do it. He can do it quickly. He has a skill yeah. set that is unique. And that's what yeah. I kind of remember with CUNA, Boone, is like you guys – like I remember yep. talking to him, and, and hopefully I can get him on the show too one day uh, to talk about his experience as a coach because he does this all the time. But I remember talking to him, and I won't say where, but it, it was a funny conversation in the bathroom, if you will. At the, I, I will say where, at the bathroom, at my other <laughs> job. And I remember, you know, just saying, hey, coach, uh, congratulations on taking the job, blah, blah, blah. And I remember him telling me, to watch out for CUNA, not in two years, not in three years, but that next season when he was taking over. So like, like you said, the first yeah. year he took over, he kind of got you guys shifted yeah. and then it, it went immediately. So I remember always having that in the back of my mind, keeping an eye on CUNA high school because coach Leslie said, Hey, pay attention. Cause it's not going to be a couple of years down the road. We're going to change this thing immediately. And, uh, I kept an eye on it and I'm watching you guys that, that your junior year, right? You guys are yep. you're in the state playoffs and this is the year I think it was the first game, if I'm not mistaken. It was early November. Uh, maybe you guys can correct me on that. But talk to us about that game and what ended up happening in that game. Yeah, so that, that, was, that was our first, uh, first game state playoffs, November 7th or 8th or something like that. Yeah, early November. Um, it was, a, you know, just a normal game. You know, we were playing one of the big – our big rivals, BK, everybody's rival in, in the Treasure Valley, basically. But, uh, you know, we were playing them. We – had not beat them in I, I mean I couldn't even tell you what the numbers are there but like I, I mean I don't remember the last time we ever beat BK in football and uh earlier that season we had a good run at them we, we you know it was a real close game ended up losing just by a little bit right at the end and uh but so yep first game of the state playoffs we went out and everything was normal it was a I, I was talking to my parents the other night about it it was I had a super weird feeling before the game just like it, the whole night just felt different to me for some reason. Like I remember the weather was saying it was supposed to be pretty nasty out. And, and I just remember right before the game, I was thinking it was a beautiful night, like just super calm still. And I just remember never feeling like that before a game uh, all season. Just, I felt super calm. Just like everything was, I don't know, just different somehow. Didn't know how, but uh, yeah, early in the fir first quarter doing all right. We're, hanging in there and uh so then this where took a turn for the worst for me uh I ended up so I was playing wide receiver and I went in to make a block on a guy ended up tripping real weird and as I was falling I hit my chin on our running back's knee as I was falling down broke my c4 and c5 vertebrae in my neck left me paralyzed from the neck down uh just sat there laying on the field couldn't get up tried moving one time nothing happened it was like well, that's weird Tried one more time to get up, nothing happened. 
sat there and waited and everyone came, got me, got me stabilized. And, and, uh, I was the, I was the beginning of my whole new life. It's super, uh, man, just hearing you say that kind of gives me goosebumps and makes me like super sad. Cause I remember this happening. It was all over the news and you know, you talking about it from your perspective as the one that it was happening to is just so crazy to hear it from your perspective, man. It's, it's insane. Um, you're laying there Boone and you said you tried to move twice. Talk to us about that. Did you have any emotion at the time or were you kind of just in a shell shock moment? Did you have a little bit of fear when you realized you could, you were trying to move and you couldn't? No, it was weird. You know, I just had no clue what was going on. I mean, up until this point in my life, the only thing I've ever had bad happen to me is I broke my hand roping at a rodeo one time. That was the worst thing that's ever happened to me. So I was just super confused, really, like had no thought of what was going on, really. I just knew something wasn't right. And so I remember uh, I was just kind of in shell shock, you know, just didn't really know what to do, know what to I was super calm. I don't know. Everybody tells me that like I handled it. I mean, I don't remember much from the night, but like everyone says that I was just like talking to everyone, pretty calm, not, not stressed out, not freaked out. I was just answering all the medics questions and just, they were like, you handled it well. And I was like, I, I don't, I don't remember much from it, but yeah, it's a, uh, it, it was a, uh, I would think I was just so shocked that what was didn't didn't really understand what was happening, you know, and so couldn't really, I, I just wasn't processing it at the moment. Totally. I can only imagine, obviously I've never been there before, but I can only imagine just like the everything happening, but it's super cool that you were able to just kind of like relax for a second and say, okay, just handle what was happening at the moment you were able to handle that. I have yeah. heard stories from other interviews that, you know, people have said that you, you handled it extremely well. So that's awesome, man. Now, you know, you mentioned paralyzed from the neck down when the doctors first told you that Boone and you first heard that for the very first time, tell us your emotions that you, that went through you there and what your thought process was. Yeah. You know, I, uh, so I was laying in the hospital and just woke up and they, you know, they, they were telling me what was going on. Nobody, I don't even remember really having conversations with my doctors or anything about like anybody coming in and saying, you know, this is you're paralyzed, whatever. I don't, I don't really remember anything like that. I just remember kind of for about two weeks, just being, just rolling through the motions every day, trying to figure out what was going on. Like I, I wasn't even concerned about, I had no thoughts about really the future. I had no thoughts about, wow, I'm paralyzed from my neck down, never going to be able to move again, never going to be able to play sports, never going to be able to, you know, I never had any of those thoughts for like first two or three weeks after I got hurt. I just, I had so much support. I mean, the hospital was flooded with people come see me. And so I just kept kind of busy with my friends and my family and slept a lot, you know, and just, so I never really processed that in a harsh way. You know, I I never had that thought of, oh man, the doctors told me I'm paralyzed and I'm never going to move again and got down. Like I just never had that connection in those first three weeks for me. It was just, I, I, so I've always been a really positive guy in general. And I, I would say there's probably a handful of people outside of my family that have really seen me down, you know, like sad, upset about things. And so I, I don't know when I was in the hospital, I was just like making it my goal to make sure everybody knew that I still had my sense of humor. Cause as soon as they would walk in, I would just start cracking jokes and talking about how the nurses had to cut my clothes off. Cause they just, wanted me so bad and blah 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 and so I was just I was just cracking jokes trying to make sure everybody was understanding that I was still me you know like I, I was 
I was no different. I, I hadn't changed my personality, you know, and that was kind of what I focused on for the first three weeks, just people coming to visit me and just making sure I was uh, staying positive and keeping them from feeling like they had to be different around me, you know? Totally, man. That's super inspiring, man. It's just, uh, it's just super, super inspiring just hearing how you are, man. It's like, I'm sitting here just like embracing this as we talk. So while we're recording this, everybody, as you can see, when you're watching this now, this episode, like I have to explain like the way that I feel inside. It's crazy. It's hard for me to like even talk because I'm like getting choked up. So, uh, wow, dude, it's like, um, it's crazy to hear what you do, man. Um, so you, uh, I apologize guys, man. This is the first time it's ever happened on my show. I've like, dude, I'm just listening to your story. It's super inspiring. Uh, super, super cool, man. Um, so you go, you go through all that, man. And like what you guys are watching right now is so awesome. This is why I wanted to bring Boone on the show because you're talking about paralyzed from the neck down, but wait a second, Boone's sitting here on the, on the show. He's, he's talking, he seems fine. Like what's going on. Yeah. Talk to us about this process in the last, what, what it's been seven years almost now. So it has almost about yeah, six, six and, and a half, half seven years. Yeah. Talk to us about this process and where you're at now, because that to me, man, when I see you on like your Instagram pages and your Facebook pages and you're, you're actually doing what you can to work out and stuff like that. I am just flabbergasted. I am in complete awe at how you are doing now compared to then because you just took it step by step. So can you tell us about this process yeah. of how you got there? Yeah. So basically three, I think it was three weeks after I got hurt. I went to a uh, specialized therapy hospital in, in Denver, Colorado called Craig hospital. And all they deal with is spinal cord injuries and brain injuries. And so I went there and, uh, made huge progress right off the bat. Um, I mean, when I, and when I say huge progress and I mean, I'm talking like they taught me how to feed myself and like do basic daily living. How am I going to take care of myself and uh, be, be independent? And uh, so I went there and did great. Got, got a lot of strength, got a lot of knowledge, came back with the attitude of, you know, after learning more about spinal cord injuries and, and being able to process what was happening to me, you know, basically the, the doctor's results. And it, at that time it was already proven that the doctors were a little bit wrong about, not wrong, but so basically when doctors tell me, you know, Hey, don't, ex they basically said, don't expect to get much function back or feeling because that's how spinal cord injuries are. There's just no way of telling every case is so different. I mean, I know plenty of people with my same exact injury that have way less than me. There's, so there's just no telling case to case. So they basically just prepare everybody for the worst and hope for the best, you know? And so after I got all that processed, I just went in with the mindset of, well, they're telling me that I could get things back, but not to expect it. And so I just went in with the thought process of, okay, well, whatever I do get back, I'm going to work that as hard as I can to make sure it's, you know, I'm strengthening whatever I do get back as much as I can. And so I've uh, taken that and just kind of ran with it. And uh, over these last, I mean, I, I started hitting the gym again, pretty aggressive, aggressively. I don't know. Uh, two and a half years ago, maybe while I was going to Boise state and then met some guys, uh, here locally that have been helping me out, Caleb Redden and Eric Cafferty that have really been just, uh, propelling me into some, some serious gains and, um, so it's been a slow, long process. You know, I've just slowly over the years kind of got back function. I mean, you know, I can stand up, I can walk around with canes a little bit now, 
and I just slowly get all this back and, and I just focus on it and, and work out that part of my body as hard as I can and just make sure I'm, I'm constantly doing everything in my capability to uh, ensure that I'm getting the most back. Like you said earlier, you know, there's uh, things you can't control. Like the injury I couldn't control, but I've been making sure ever since then, everything that I can control, that I'm doing all I can to control it. You know, I can control me getting out of bed every day and getting in the gym and grinding and trying to get things back. I can control that. And so that's kind of a empowerment thing just for myself, you know, is like, I don't have to let this injury write my story for me. I can get up and say, Hey, I'm going to do everything in my control to make sure I'm, I'm, uh, trying to achieve the goals that I have set for myself. I love it, man. I think it's so cool. Like you can tell the competitor in you too, like just from your whole life, you know, you got this personality, you're, you're a competitor, you're an athlete. And so when you get that ability, that functionality, that mobility to like, you know, to some part of your body, you just went hundred percent in and said, okay, I'm going to do what I can here. And then as uh, like you just said, other stuff comes back, you got that competitor in you. Um, and you just keep going, keep going, keep going. And again, like I told you, man, I, I see it. And I'm like, I, I just see, I'm like, holy cow, what? It's just like, I'm seeing you bench press, man. Like, yeah, that's cool. Like to me, I'm like, holy crap. Based on, like, if you were flashback seven years ago, six and a half years ago, you would never have thought that just at the moment. Right. Yeah. It's like, ah, you I mean, that was stories. a, yeah, that was a big one for me. Like the bench pressing and stuff. I, uh, you know, all this gym stuff, and my hands still don't work very well at all. Um, and so all this gym stuff has just been trial and error. You know, I, I got a, a whole bag of arsenals of things that I strap onto my hands to help me grab bars and barbells and dumbbells. And, and I got all kinds of adaptive equipment in there to help me lift and, uh, bench press. I was just, I don't know, the first is probably year and a half ago was the first time I tried it since I'd been hurt. And it was, I was doing the bars, 45 pounds, like five reps time and that's that was like max I could do pushing it you know that that was that was my all-in and so that's been kind of the funnest progression for me to see because it's easy it's been easier to see the strength progression in that than I get to see in a lot of my body just because it's so you know it's measure it's so measurable and so I think yeah the last max I did was 135 and uh, that was a big one for me. I, I was super excited about that. And now it's probably more now. I just haven't maxed. But yeah, so that's been a fun one for me to be able to actually just see the daily improvement, you know, just day by day, week by week, actually, actually have a uh, measurable. And, and, you know, that's, <laughs> that's been what's fired me up getting the gym, you know, stuff like that. It's just when you see progress like that and you're motivated, it just uh, fires you up to keep going and, and not stop. I dig it, man. I dig it. You guys, if you're not following him, I would suggest to go do so. If this is the first time you're hearing Boone's story, like it is super, super inspiring, man. That's why I'm bringing him onto this show. This is just, it's so cool. You, I mean, it, I'm thinking about it as you're talking, Boone, and it's like, yeah, you said you have a, an arsenal of stuff to like get, you know, wrap your hands around everything to make sure that you can at least, you know, grab the barbells, do all the weight stuff but you adjust. I mean, it's like a sport, it's a sports analogy in and of itself because a quarterback gets up to the, to the line, 
they got X amount yeah. of seconds to call the play and get the get the ball snapped. But hey, they made the play call in the huddle. All of a sudden, the defense comes out with their new scheme, and they're like, "Ah, this isn't going to work. Where we're, we're going to go? We need to adjust." Call an audible. Do what you got to do, but you figure it out and you adjust. You make a shift at the line. Make sure the line's blocking differently. Whatever it may be at the high level of football, it's kind of the same concept. You're able to adjust. Like, okay, well, I don't have full function of my hands yet, and uh, but I can still use this and this to kind of help me get that to work with what I want to do and accomplish this and this. And that's what I think is amazing. Yep. Now, Boone, tell us real quick to wrap this up, man. I mean, it's been such an awesome interview. I just want to know like what's, what's in store for Boone Bartlemay in the next couple of years, where do you expect to be and where can we expect to see you? Like what, what, what do we expect to see from you? Uh, yeah. So, you know, I'm just gonna, I'll keep grinding away in the gym. Uh, I'm gonna, I've been tossing around the idea with a couple guys getting into some powerlifting stuff, try to, Try to do some stuff with some bench pressing and see if I can shake up the old quadriplegic world of, of uh, weightlifting a little bit. So that'll be fun. And then, you know, I started this clothing brand called All Try. Um, that's just the, that's kind of the epitome of my life is just being all try, just get, going in 100% effort, 100% at everything you do, you know, refusing to quit even when obstacles get in your way. And so, uh, I've just been kind of doing that lately and I hope to have that catch on a little bit just to help motivate and inspire people. You know, that whether you're trying to achieve a goal or you're trying to overcome an obstacle in life that, you know, as long as you put your mind to it and, and put in the work and keep your attitude positive, there's nothing you can't do and nothing you can't achieve. And so that, uh, yeah, I hope here in the next few years, uh, it kind of grows a little bit, but other than that, I just keep working on myself, keep grinding, keep doing, keep trying to put the, the uh, doctor's diagnosis to shame every day and just uh, keep, keep bettering myself, you know? I dig it, man. I love it. I love the mentality. Love your personality. Where can we get uh, more information on All Try? Where can we get one of those shirts? And where can my listeners find you? Yes, sir. So uh, Instagram underscore at underscore All Try. Facebook, just All Try. Um, you can look up my personal page, Boone, Boone underscore Bartlemy. Uh, or on Facebook, Boone Bartlemay, just look me up anywhere. I'll try the website, www.all-try.com. And you can get some merch, get some sweet merch, become part of the, part of the all try family, you know, just, uh, it's been, yeah, it's, I don't know, this message to me is just important for people. Uh, and it is just resonates to me so much because I heard it a lot growing up in rodeo, just something that I don't know why, but the rodeo community is all about being, having try. And that's what, you know, uh, a lot of rough stock riders and stuff. That was just what it is. I, you know, as long as you got try, you got a chance. And so you just got to have, and just having try just means having heart, have, you know, putting in the effort, giving a hundred percent and uh, great things will happen. So. All right, man, we're going to put those links in the description. I'm going to get me a shirt. Everybody should go check it out. I'll make sure I put every one of those links here in the description of the show. So you guys, if you're listening to this, make sure to go hit it up. I love it. Boone, thank you so much for joining the show. I hope you guys enjoyed the, the episode as well. But yeah, once again, Boone, thank you so much for sharing your story with us. Yes, sir. Thanks for having me. It was a good time. Absolutely. And you guys know the drill. Make sure you're subscribed to the show. If you enjoyed this, share it with your friends and family. Leave me a review if you can and go follow Boone as well. Take care and we'll talk to you guys next week. Guys, thanks so much for listening to another episode of my show. Now, if you could go and do me a favor, head over to iTunes, give me five stars and leave me a review. It would be greatly appreciated. Thanks, guys. Appreciate your support.